an interesting story about Abigail Schreier. Now, Abigail Schreier has been writing about uh, girls and transgenderism, uh, right? So she wrote the book, The Transgender Craze, Seducing Our Girls. And there's no doubt, there is no doubt that, and and, and I, I say it this way because uh, they're, they're growing up, anorexia and bulimia was something people talked about. Girls, mostly, anorexic or bulimic. And... It was about them. It was about their mental health. It was about their cry for help. It was about how they felt about themselves, how they, 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 they cherished or didn't cherish themselves, and this call for 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 help. Well, very much uh, when you see this this what's happening in this in this transgender insanity, there's a lot of parallels that get made to this idea. And I shared with you yesterday on on Tony Katz today that there are indeed some some uh, people out there actively discussing the fact that you don't give children hormones and therapy and, you know, a medical therapy and things like that. Kids change their mind. You got to love kids to protect kids. You can't just say, oh, you feel this way. Now you have the ability to do X, Y, and Z, and your parents can't stop you, and parents don't have a say. Oh, no, 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 no. Abigail Schreier points out her belief that there is a general generational divide at play. The Gen X and older, there there was a, a child-adult boundary, something, of course, we talk about on the show uh, often, right? In the case of teachers, the boundaries were primarily enforced by heterosexual women, which is true, we're talking about female teachers, who refused to tell us about their personal lives, though we begged. Now, I don't know. I don't remember being a student, begging a teacher to tell us about their personal lives, Um but maybe uh, female students were different with female teachers than male students were, which is possible. But I can tell you that there were moments where teachers shared their personal lives, and that could be considered exciting, right? Because teachers didn't do that. Obviously, she writes, some teachers broke the code, and we all got a thrill, but those teachers who took us into their confidence were doing something transgressive, and they knew it. Millennials grew up with fewer boundaries and regard the boundaries themselves as suspect. I discuss boundaries as freeing. Boundaries are important. Boundaries let people know what the rules are and then people know how to operate within the rules. When you have no boundaries, when you can get sued for utilizing the wrong pronoun and everyone's walking on eggshells, nobody knows how to act. And this is where millennials, I believe, fall down. They have a lot of things, a lot of qualities that I appreciate, but this is a lot of falling down here. Their, their, their view does not create um, a society of value. And I would argue that with, with any of them. And then I would point to a representative Ocasio-Cortez and say, see, so millennials grew up with fewer boundaries, regard them as suspect. They think it's perfectly reasonable for a teacher to st- share with students about their personal life, just as a peer would in the workplace. And they suspect the desires for such boundaries as homophobic. It's an interesting take about how different age groups perceive things. Right? And she continues that teacher-student boundaries are great for kids, not only to protect them from uh, predation, right, predators. They protect instructional time from being misused, and they create a special sphere for children to wonder about adults without becoming unwitting confidence. It's a very, very solid take. Very unique, uh, or, or, or I shouldn't say unique, clarifying point of view. But with this... 
you have, of course, if, if, if younger people believe that the boundaries are suspect, they also believe then that parental control is suspect. Why should parents be able to decide this for the kids? Why can't kids decide it for themselves? Why can't kids be treated as adults? What's the point of all this? That's so antiquated. That's so, I, 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 you know, that, that's so 1950s. And it is to this where uh, the, the rational adult has to say, all right, child, sit down. That the boundaries do matter. And I don't have to explain myself to a 16-year-old, and I'm only embarrassed it would have to be explained to a 26-year-old, but maybe it has to be explained. Because a 26-year-old should be able to look at their 16-year-old self and say, oh, yeah, I had no idea what I was doing. And once you recognize that, that's why we don't give 16-year-olds the ability to make decisions for themselves. That's why there are parents. That's the role of the parents. And if you say to me, well, my parent was terrible, well, then may I advise you be better.